morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site as well over there at Big Ten MM. It is Thursday, April 9th, 2020. And yesterday, saw more movement on the basketball and the football side. However, we'll start off with the basketball side as Michigan has lost another player, and then they made a move as well. We'll start off with who they lost as redshirt junior forward Colin Castleton will enter the transfer portal. That makes three Michigan players to be leaving the team since the season was canceled by the NCAA due to the COVID-19 concerns. That makes Isaiah Livers. He will test the NBA waters. Uh, we will see if he returns. He talked about potentially getting that first-round grade. That's what he's looking for. If Livers makes that first-round grade, and I'll get to that in just a moment, then he will be moving on to the NBA. But at the current moment, who the hell knows what the NBA is going to do, whether or not they will have a combine. Uh, the players are kind of stuck right now as when you look at things, it's not looking good for large groups of people. And that would be what the the NBA typically does. Uh, usually the combine is held in Chicago at the Moody Bible Institute. And you're looking at, you know, a lot of players in a small space, getting workouts, uh, running five-on-fives, et cetera, et cetera. You know, getting all those in front of all those scouts and team executives and you're looking at the fact that that might not happen so it's going to be tough for some players to you know like livers to kind of figure out where they sit in the nba and you know looking at kofi coburn did the same move uh, jalen smith although i believe smith is most likely not coming back daniel Oturu as well most likely not coming back they have the options though you could still sign with an agent you can still come back. That's why I love the way that the NCAA and the NBA have established this relationship. This one is the best one, I think. The, the way that they have done it, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I think that the NBA and the NCAA have just a fantastic relationship and they're able to do the right thing for the players. They give them an opportunity to get in front of the NBA scouts, give them a grade and then make a decision on whether or not they want to continue with the draft process or return back to school. I wish the NFL and the NCAA would adopt something like this because I see way too many players leaving early and thinking that their future is in the NFL when it's clear that if they got their real information back from the NFL, they'd probably stay in school yet for another year, maybe two, et cetera. So uh, I, I love it. I, I think it's great. But unfortunately for some players, you know, it, it is what it is. And back to Michigan, though, you're, you're looking at uh, a team that has been gutted just a little bit. And you kind of expected this when a new coach comes in like Jawan Howard did. The players don't quite know what the system is, how they're going to go with the, the coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera. And when you're looking at what happened, yeah, they had a good season, a solid season. They would have made the NCAA tournament, but it was an up-and-down season. And I think that when you look at what Howard did, it was a good learning experience, a good first-season learning experience for him. But I think the future is very, very bright with Michigan. My biggest concern was the recruiting end of things. And Howard shut me up about that. Uh, he got a couple of 
high-level recruits headlined by Isaiah Todd, who has not signed yet, which would be concerning to me. Um, but it seems like the Michigan staff is is pretty content with that. Uh, moving on to the other player that they added, it would be Jace Howard. Now, Howard originally committed to the Wolverines back in January as a scholarship player. Well, it's going to be a little different for Juwan's kid. Jace is going to come in as a preferred walk-on, so he's going to save the school a scholarship so they can go out and grab another player potentially. And this is a, this is a nice move by Howard as it seems as if you know, Juwan will be able to pay for Jace's schooling at Michigan. I don't think that's a, a concern after Howard has played in the NBA, made some money there, was an assistant in the NBA as well for Miami prior to taking the, the coaching job at Michigan. So, yeah, I think they can uh, afford to pay for a Michigan education for a couple of years for Jace. CBS Sports updated their top 25 plus one on the hoop side after all of the movement so far. They've got Iowa at eight, but there is a definite if on this one. It is all regarding Luka Garza. If Garza comes back, Iowa is there. If Garza decides to forego and move on to the NBA, then you're probably looking at an Iowa team that might not even be ranked. Luka Garza makes that much of an impact for that team. Wisconsin would be 11. They haven't really done much offseason movement. Most of their movement happened in season. Kobe King clearly moving on to Nebraska and them getting Michael Potter back in the middle of the season. Huge as well. You're looking at Michigan State. Xavier Tillman moving on. We'll get to him. In a moment, Michigan, 17. Ohio State would be at 19. They've lost a ton of players as well. Uh, they've had three separate transfers. However, they just got Jimmy Sotos the other day uh, as, I wouldn't say insurance, but uh, Sotos is going to have to sit out a year after they've they've been gutted by transfers. Uh, Luther Muhammad, uh, you're looking at Alonzo Gaffney and carton as well so well hasn't been all that great offseason for ohio state with the transfers and then Rutgers checking in at 24th in this one and i'm really high on steve Pikel and his what he's done at Rutgers. i think it's been absolutely fantastic and finally they're getting their due because i think Rutgers going forward is going to be a damn solid program espn did a mock yesterday and you saw two big 10 players in the top first round of the top 30 picks Cassius Winston is 29th going to the Lakers Oof, man what a spot that would be for him to end up with LeBron James and Anthony Davis yeah I think that Winston would be dishing out dimes all day long Jalen Smith lands at Boston at 30th wow Boston's just amassing just talent and talent and talent what a great pick for Smith would be to go to Boston, uh, close to his area right now in Maryland. And they've got a, a young and exciting roster in Boston, and I think Smith would be a perfect fit on that team. In the second round, the 76ers would select Daniel Oturu, and then uh, Xavier Tillman would be uh, 50th going to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, looks like what I was talking about earlier with Isaiah Livers, he 
isn't in this mock, and that means that's good news for Michigan hopeful as it looks like he would potentially come back to Ann Arbor for his senior year. All right, moving on to the football side of things. Purdue added a linebacker yesterday in Kentucky's Tristan Cox, 6'3", 235 pounds. A decent offer list included Kentucky, Cincinnati, Louisville, and West Virginia. I like this addition for Purdue. What Kentucky's been doing recently is they've been able to go into the neighboring states, uh, particularly Ohio, and they've gotten the, I wouldn't say the also runs from the Big Ten. I think they're, they've been recruiting really, really well in that state, along with Kentucky and other states. But the Wildcats have really put a fence around the state. And when you go in there and you grab a player like Cox that has a Kentucky offer, I think this is a big-time get for Purdue. And although it's not... You're not looking at your national players. Uh, that you know, Cox's offer list isn't enormous. But I think that when you look at things, I like this addition for Purdue. I think that Cox has got great size, 6'3", 235 pounds. And I think that going forward, Cox is going to be an underrated guy, but I think he will definitely produce when he ends up at West Lafayette for Jeff Brum. Rutgers added in-state preferred walk-on athlete Nijon Freeman. Uh, Freeman was looked at as a running back majorly, but there's potential that he could play in the defensive backfield as well. Before his sophomore year, Freeman was getting looks from some big-time schools, including Notre Dame. However, Freeman suffered a knee injury in that sophomore year. He played okay and then clearly there were concerns about the injury he could have went to smaller schools he had offers from smaller schools to play there at the lower levels but clearly opted to stay in state and play for Greg Schiano and Rutgers and I think this again also nice addition for Greg Schiano on the walk-on side Wisconsin has decided to cancel all their summer camps Can anybody be surprised uh, with this one right now? No, not at all. Uh, Yesterday, it came out that Stadium did a poll with athletic directors, and I'm talking about athletic directors all over the place. They looked at whether or not athletic directors would be confident after the 2026 season about whether they can expand the college football playoff. Well, the majority of them said yes, and the majority of them said eight teams, and I think eight teams is the perfect fit. You have five Power Five conferences. Each of their conference champions gets the automatic bid. You have three at-large bids. The way that Stadium posted it for the athletic directors that they spoke with, which is a lot of them, mind you, the way they postured it was that how would you get the three extra slots Uh, they wanted to give one to a group of five and then have two at large Uh, to me I think a group of five team needs to have a little bit more qualifications than just the highest ranked group of five team Uh, I think they need to be at least minimum ranked in the top 10 because I if you can have a true playoff I don't want to see a blowout like For example, this year, it would have been Memphis. Memphis, I believe, was ranked 17th. They would have played LSU, number one LSU. And in this hypothetical, uh, they also postured whether or not that first round would be played at a neutral site, would be played at home, where we 
be played at a bowl venue, and they were kind of split on this one. Uh, personally, I think that if you're going to add an extra game, let's have it at a neutral site or have it at home. Uh, to be honest with you, a home game would be absolutely awesome, but it, it, it rewards the higher seed and you know more money, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think that that is, that is one of the two, uh, but a neutral site would be similar to a bowl game so yeah you know what i'm talking myself out of that one uh, definitely like to see a home game on that one but uh, they they like that i i didn't i i just think that it's blowouts waiting to happen if you are doing that if you want to read a little bit more about that uh, i wrote a write-up on irish wire yesterday regarding this whole uh experiment that stadium did yesterday with the ad's so uh, go ahead and read that it's uh it's it's not too long It'll, it might take up about 10 10 minutes of your time so uh, go ahead and check that out if you are interested cbs sports chris trapasso did a two-round mock and this included trades uh, you're seeing chase young being selected too by washington there's a lot of conjecture right now between talking heads about whether or not Chase Young is worthy of that two pick. I think it's just because there's nothing going on in the sporting world and they just need to talk about something. I for sure think that Washington is taking him at number two. Jeff Okuda would still go to Detroit at five, although they would trade down Tristan Wirfs going eight to Tampa Bay. That's Arizona's spot, so they would be trading down. AJ Epinesa at 23 to New England. They would stay put to take the Iowa star. At 28, Baltimore would select Cesar Ruiz. In the second round, Detroit takes Etour Gross Matos at 35 overall. 36, Zach Bond by the Giants. 39, KJ Hamler by the Lions. You're looking at Pittsburgh taking Jonathan Taylor at 49. Tyler Biotish, 52 to the Rams. Michael Ojemudia would go to Seattle at 59, and then towards the end of the second round, a run of three Buckeyes at 61. Tennessee takes J.K. Dobbins right after that. Davon Hamilton, the defensive tackle, to Green Bay, and then the cornerback, Damon Arnett, 63, to Kansas City. Solid group there. A little interesting to to see that Yitro Gross Matos falls to the second round, whereas A.J. Panessa is in the first round. I would have flip-flopped those guys just because of you know, the the buzz coming through both of them uh, after the NFL Combine. Uh, you know, Gross Matos tested well, uh, Epinesa not as well. So uh, interesting to see them you know, where they are. But uh, you know, aside from that, it's uh, it, it's it's pretty normal as what you're seeing. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike Evchen. Follow the show site as well at Big Ten MM. Radio us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a happy Thursday, Big Ten fans. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.